Welcome to the Living With Less podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea DeMattis, and while things around here might sound a little different, look a little different, the heartbeat behind the mission is still the same. How can we live with less of the things that get in the way of who Christ has called us to be? How can we live a Christ-centered life in a me-centered world? Well, those are the questions that I've been asking myself every single day for the last several years, and my prayer is that these episodes will encourage you in your faith and help you love God's Word in a way that you will feel like you can answer these questions much more easily than you ever used to. So wherever you find yourself listening today, know that you are seen and loved by your creator. Let's dive into this conversation. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Living With Less podcast. I'm so excited as we continue on this series of the Hear Her Story. Today, I have Kaylee Olson coming on the show to share her story. And if you are just diving into listening to the series, I wanted to quickly share where this is coming from. So God has just continued to really impress on my heart, Revelation 12, verse 11, and that says, and they have conquered him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony, for they love not their own lives unto death. What God has just continued to remind me of is there is so much power in our story and in our testimony, and it doesn't matter what your story looks like to you. What matters is your story being used for God's glory and sharing it confidently and boldly and out of obedience to him. I mean, he has that written in his word for a reason. So Kaylee, I want you to take it away. Just start sharing a little bit about yourself and then we're going to dig into your story. Hi, Chelsea. Thanks so much for having me on. Yes. I love, um, I love hearing you speak on your podcast. And I mean, honestly, just what you're talking about this season on the show, I think normal stories are good stories because that's most of our lives. Yes. I would consider myself a very average girl. And so being on here, maybe I'll fit right in, but I am 32 years old. We'll start there. You and I just talked about, Mm -hmm. we're in our thirties. We're past being like the cool people. Now we're officially in the mom's club in our thirties. Yes, I've been married to my husband, Jared, for eight years. I've known him since I was 19, a little tiny baby. I'm now a mom to a sweet little 18 month old boy. We live in Charlotte, North Carolina, where I work at Proverbs 31 Ministries as the creative programming director and also the co-host of the Proverbs 31 Ministries podcast. Um, and my husband's on staff at Elevation Church. So we have a very busy, um, full mm-hmm. life. Well, I know we're going to get into this a little bit later in our conversation, but hearing you talk about how you guys are involved in ministry on all uh-huh. ends of the spectrum. And I want you to share how your story started, because it sounds like you were kind of in that still when you were little. So share a little bit about when your journey began with the Lord and what that has looked like as you've grown up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that growing up, I thought that everybody gave their life to Christ Mm -hmm. at a very young age. And I think the older I've gotten, the more that I realized everybody's story is different. And that's a very beautiful thing and like a very normal thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But I did kind of have the classic upbringing of like a, just like a church girl. I began walking with the Lord when I was eight years old. I gave my life to Jesus on Easter Sunday in 2000. So, I mean, at least I can kind of keep up with how long I've been a believer at that point. Prior to that, um, one of the gifts that God has given me uh, in this life is parents and grandparents Mm -hmm. who all love the Lord and just kind of helped me get really curious about who he was at a young age. And I felt him pursuing me for probably about a year before Mm -hmm. I actually made the decision to give my life to him. And so that's how I became a Christian. I think throughout the years, my journey has definitely had a lot of ups and downs, which... 
again, is very normal. Well, and hearing you say that, because obviously now you are walking in motherhood. And so has that made you look back even more in your childhood to be like, I'm so grateful that Mm -hmm. I had people sowing those seeds in my life when I was little? Yeah, for sure. My husband and I have conversations now where we we realize, like, it's kind of like once you're an adult, you realize looking back how important it was Mm -hmm. for your parents to not necessarily push it down your throat and make Jesus something that uh, you had to do. Like, Mm -hmm. you, you had to go to church. And I think that we all have elements of you know, you do what your family does. And yeah. we did go to church on Sundays. We did go to church on Wednesdays and things like that. But I think my parents made it approachable. And mm-hmm. that's what we want to do with Hughes. But it's just so interesting thinking of now we're the ones who have to do it. Yes. We're the ones who have to figure out how to do it. Yes. And so now when I look at my parents or I look at Jared's parents, I think I have a lot more empathy mm-hmm. and grace for them because mm-hmm. I realized they were just figuring it out too. Like our parents had never been parents before. And so now I'm in that same boat. And so whenever we think about creating a pathway for Hughes and Mm -hmm. helping show him Jesus, our discussion is, oh man, Jesus has to be so real in us for him to see it. Otherwise he's going to see that it's a fake or that Mm -hmm. we're just trying to like live a life that we're not actually Mm -hmm. following. And so we're very, very conscious now of making sure that we're doing everything we can personally in our relationship with Mm -hmm. the Lord to live authentically so he can see that. I want to ask too, are there points in your life where you're like, I am going to be sure I share this with my son as he gets older to help paint this picture of who Jesus is and who he's been in my walk? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I think like in a daily sense, the decisions to spend time with the Lord, I'm sure he'll think that that's very strange (laughs) one day and probably ask why. But for little moments like that, I'm trying to just do things like pray out loud with him before Mm -hmm. he goes to bed and Mm -hmm. acknowledge God, even if it's just starting out with like thanking him for the day Mm -hmm. or asking him um, for certain things that I feel like he is might start to understand now. But I think one day whenever Hughes wants to understand like how Jesus works and what that's looked like in my life, there are a couple of points that I think that I can help him understand this was the supernatural part Mm. of my relationship Mm -hmm. with the Lord. I think like truly the way that I felt the Holy Spirit when I was eight, I had no idea that that was the Holy Spirit whenever I accepted the Lord. But now looking back, there's no doubting the presence of God's hand in my life Mm. was so strong then. And I think it's because people were praying for me Mm -hmm. that it would be, but I was so curious about Jesus. Like there's this 1970s movie. I think it's called the Jesus film or something like that. Um, Oh yeah. You know what I'm talking about? That's, that's the kind of home I grew up in. I would watch it over and over. And I was so curious about it. And I'm so curious about all like the facts and things like Mm -hmm. that. When I was little, I thought I was just curious, but now looking back, I know like that wasn't me. That was the Holy Spirit illuminating that path for me. Another thing is I remember when I was in college, uh, I think that's whenever my faith kind of became a little bit more like real in a sense of an everyday kind Mm -hmm. of thing Mm -hmm. instead of just like a, you go to church and then you have your life. Um, and that's because one of my roommates in college, her name is Hannah. She and I are still like really good friends. She was at my wedding. Um, but she is somebody who I saw like Mm. wanting to spend time with the Lord 
every day. And seeing that modeled in her is something that impacted me a lot. And so when I think about Hughes and him growing up and being surrounded by people who also want to know the Lord and Mm -hmm. create a relationship with him, I think surrounding yourself with the right people can influence and impact your relationship with him. And that was something that God used in my life too, because if it wasn't for Hannah and Mm. me being roommates with her, I don't think that I would have had the boldness to walk in faith in the way that I did after college. And so Mm. I grew up in Mississippi, went to college in Mississippi and thought that I would stay in Mississippi my whole life. It's just kind of one of those states that you do stay in, I guess. My entire family is still there, but my senior year of college, when I started looking for jobs in the or marketing field, I, I just kept kind of hitting like closed doors. Well, I'm not necessarily closed doors, just things that I wasn't excited about. Mm. I had North Carolina on my mind. Obviously, like my husband, my now husband and I were dating at the time and he was going to move up for an internship. And so I was just kind of thinking, I don't know what to do. There were these crazy things that happened. Like I was getting phone calls from North Carolina area codes that I had never even called before and stuff like that, where it was just like the Lord was like blinking light, go this way. But I had never done anything like that before in my life because everything Mm. was so laid out. Everything was like follow a system and be predictable and things like that. Mm. And I think having a friendship like I had with Hannah and seeing her like truly walk in obedience and not just obey God in the sense of, following his commands. It was like, Mm. obey where the Holy Spirit is leading you. Um, That for me was so pivotal. And even like taking the steps to move to Charlotte, things like that were, I mean, crazy. Like I'd never been so scared. I'd never been so sad, like truly so sad Mm -hmm. uh, to move away in my life of being here. And like when I came, the Lord kept opening just like the wildest doors for me to stay and for Jared to get a job for me to get a job. And now it's just crazy. And I feel like the evidence of the Holy oh, Spirit gosh. in my life, or it, I guess the evidence of me being aware mm-hmm. of how the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit is moving in my life mm-hmm. has just exponentially blown away since being here for 10 years. I want to know what have you seen in your life mm-hmm. that has been really hard to let go of that you hadn't necessarily thought was a, a big deal or a bad thing? Yeah. That's really good. I think like a big one is kind of letting go of just me thinking that I'm in control all the time. Mm -hmm. So truly trusting him and not just trusting him with like a thing, but how I live a life of trust. Mm -hmm. Like that's very, very hard. Mm -hmm. I think like growing up, I guess I saw hardship. I think sometimes um, one of my coworkers and I were talking about this and I think sometimes I can get in this mindset of thinking that something hard is always around the corner if things are going well now, like, Mm -hmm. and that has so much to do with how I'm trusting God now and not just kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop. I think that's the phrase. Um, so that's really hard. Um, I think though, in terms of one of the things, and this is kind of hard to phrase, but the reality of like culture today, living in a very broken world and having to be a believer, not having to, you know, it's not like a have to kind of thing. Well, but you're called to be obedient. You have, I mean, we are called to be obedient. We have to walk that out. So yeah. yeah. Like how do I do that? Well, especially like, I mean, 
I think everybody before us has always been like, oh, things are worse now than they've ever been. But now right. I look and I'm like, y'all know this is bad or whatever. Yes. But going back to my upbringing of being very black and white, like it was mm-hmm. this or that. I, mm-hmm. uh, there's that verse in the Bible that says, uh, be in the world, but not of the world. Yes. And so to me, that's a very black and white verse, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's like you are you can be in the world, but don't like act like the world. Mm-hmm. And I always thought it was kind of like there's the, the believers collectively were in the world. And then there was the rest yeah. of the world. Yeah. But one of the hardest things that I've come to realize in my walk with the Lord in terms of culture today is realizing that the convictions that I feel mm-hmm. might differ than yes. that of another believer. Yes. And I don't know. I mean, I just feel like there's a lot of division mm-hmm. now. I don't feel like it. I'm very aware of the of the division that I feel right, on right. a daily basis right. within the body of Christ. But mm-hmm. I mean, even just kind of figuring out like, how do I how do I have these conversations? Mm-hmm. Do I like do mm-hmm. I just leave it to the Lord? Like, am I sticking my nose in their business if I say something? But what if I don't? Like, I mean, it's just weird because mm-hmm. it's like, wait a minute, we're we're the in but not of. But in our in but not of, it seems like there's a little bit more than there should be. And yes. that's been really weird because it's it's not very black and white. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We use the word convictions and that's true. But sometimes the word convictions can be like, it can always make somebody else feel less than. Yes. That's not yeah. what you're intending to right. be. And so I think, uh, I think convictions come from a way that the Lord is trying to discipline you and not yeah. that. Like discipline is correction and it's for our good, but not, he's not going to treat everybody the same, just like a parent wouldn't treat both children the same and like extend the same, like course of disciplinary action for a kid who didn't do anything wrong. And it's like, well, I mean, if you're walking through this lesson with one kid, we might as well teach the other kid the lesson too. You're not going to do that. But I think if the Lord, like the, it's just so interesting how we're all so individual. Mm Mm-hmm. How are you guys making living for Christ the center of your life? If I'm going to be really honest, and probably there's probably people who are listening right now that are saying, I would love to know, tell me your three-step process, Kaylee, that you're in ministry and your husband's yes. in ministry. So tell me exactly how you're doing this. Yes. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Right now we're, we're figuring that out. And mm-hmm. I think that this is one of those things that you constantly have to come back to. Yep. Because if you keep going and like, you know, the Lord will call you to ministry. Like we were called to do what we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. And both of us are kind of like behind the scenes in ministry, you know, so we're kind of ministry facilitators mm-hmm. in a way. Um, but like the Lord calls us to it and all of a sudden what become what is really fulfilling becomes something that you're constantly pouring out and you think that your action of fulfilling ministry is also filling you up mm-hmm. when it's not. Mm-hmm. And so you can kind of, like I think that the enemy doubles down on people who have those opportunities or even Chelsea, you like with this Mm -hmm. podcast, it's very easy to think Mm -hmm. like, Oh, I'm spending time with people who love the Lord. And so now that's filling my cup. No, it's not. Exactly. And I think that he wants you in a season where you think that you're full and you look really shiny and Mm -hmm. happy on the outside and on the inside, like you're pretty darn empty. Yeah. And so that's not a bad thing. I think that that's a very normal mm-hmm. thing. I mm-hmm. think that there's a lot of shame wrapped up in that because mm-hmm. it can make you feel less than and not enough and like you need to quit everything and like you're a fake and that couldn't oh be further gosh. from the truth. I think yeah. it's a very good indicator that it is time to double down and like run to Jesus mm-hmm. and refigure out what does it look like for us to follow hard after him in mm-hmm. this season because mm-hmm. this life is very short. 
Mm-hmm. And Hughes's life too, my little boy, his life is hanging in the balance mm-hmm. in terms of like where he's going. Mm-hmm. And that to me matters more than anything that anybody thinks mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. us or mm-hmm. what we're choosing to do or how we're changing things in this season. And so Chelsea, I don't know what it looks like right now. I know like what it looked like before we had Hughes and that yeah. season worked really well for us. Yes. But things change and your time gets so much shorter. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, yeah, we're just kind of in that season where the Lord is reigning us in again. And I think that it's very humbling and mm-hmm. hard and scary because uh, you don't know what he's going to ask you to do. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I know that my and my husband's heart's desire is mm. to like be authentic in our relationship with the Lord and live Christ centered. And so we're figuring out what those rhythms mm-hmm. look like for our family for as long as we're both in full-time ministry. Well, then let's wrap up with this. Let's be authentic as we yes. have been this whole time. But what would you say across the table from a woman who's sitting there struggling to go deeper with Jesus, or maybe she's feeling just like you where it's, what does this look like right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said earlier, we don't have it all figured out. Mm-hmm. I'm right there with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say if, if, if you're walking through your life right now and kind of feeling maybe a little like dissatisfied or your bucket just does not stay full like it used mm-hmm. to, I think that's a very good indicator that something needs to kind of shift mm-hmm. because the Lord wants you to reconfigure things to put him first mm-hmm. and I don't know what that looks like for you. And I know that it's scary, but I'm scared too. So I would say there's a lot of people who probably feel the same way Mm -hmm. that you do, who are too scared to admit it. Mm -hmm. And so I think um, one of the things that I would say to them as we kind of wrap up that I'm trying to tell myself too, is like find people who will cheer you on Mm -hmm. and run with you in this and distance yourself from people who aren't in the season mm-hmm. because I think the community uh, around you matters a lot. Oh, I love that. Well, this was so good. I cannot wait um, for just everyone getting to hear this. And and also, Kaylee, where can everybody connect with you if they want to find you? Yeah, I'm on Instagram at Kaylee Olson. It's K-A-L-E-Y-O-L-S-N on Instagram and You can link it in the show notes. It'll be great. Awesome. Well, Kaylee, thank you so much for coming on. This was great. Thanks, Chelsea. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I pray that it blessed you and pointed you to the heart of God and how much he desires for you to be in a relationship with him. If you loved today's episode, I would be so honored if you went and left a review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Another thing you can do if you love what you're hearing here is to go pick up a copy of my 52-week devotional, More of Him, Less of Me, Living a Christ-Centered Life in a Me-Centered World. You can find that on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Walmart.com. Another way you can stay connected connected is head on over to my website at chelseadematis.com. There you'll find free resources and several other things that you can use to help grow you in your faith. And last one, while you're there, be sure to subscribe to receive the newsletter every single week where I share updates and just tangible ways that you can see the Lord working in your life. So I pray that you have a wonderful week this week and that you will be back for the next conversation.